all of the the special um, faculty and morus and students, of course. I uh, have a special place in my heart uh, for this institution, for Benos Malka, because I have three daughters, and Baruch Hashem, they all graduated uh, from this wonderful uh, school. Then they went on, Baruch Hashem, to a great high school, and some of them already uh, uh, went to Eretz Yisrael or are going to Eretz Yisrael, and uh, we're very proud of all of them. They all really developed exactly the way that we wanted them to, and that's a, a great testament to Rabbi Weichselbaum and to the entire faculty, this entire wonderful school, and you're all very lucky. You have to appreciate when you're in a school uh, that you're so fortunate to be here. Sometimes you just take it for granted that I'm in a school and I'm going to go to this school and that school. But if you're in a great school, which this is, you really have to thank Hashem every morning when you say, Ani, that you're in a great school, that you have great teachers and great maris, and you're learning so much, and you're learning so much midas and, uh, and Torah and secular subjects, and all of that will help to develop you into the, uh, the amazing people that you will all be in Mitzvah Hashem. So this is Chaydesh Nisan we're in right now. It's Rish Chaydesh. It's a very special Rish Chaydesh because Rish Chaydesh represents renewal. You're brand new every Rish Chaydesh. It's a, we're a new person, just like the moon starts all over again. It's a sliver now and it's going to get bigger and bigger. We are also uh, developing ourselves and every Rish Chaydesh we get a fresh start. So even if yesterday we weren't so happy with the way we were, if yesterday things weren't going so well, if yesterday we were having certain challenges, comes Rosh Chaydesh and it's like, uh, it's like hitting the refresh button on your computer and you get to start all over again. Everything starts new. And that's true for every Rosh Chaydesh of the year, but it's certainly true on Rosh Chaydesh Nisan because this is the first of what? Who can raise their hand and tell me what this is the first of? The first month of the year. We don't, our calendar works very different than the non-Jewish calendar. In the non-Jewish calendar, New Year's is what day? January 1st. And the new year begins, 2023 started when? January 1st. When it comes to the way the Chumash Hashem created the, our calendar, so we have Rosh Hashanah, our new year is in Tishrei on, on Rosh Hashanah, but for some reason... Uh, the first month of the year, when we start counting the months, it starts from today. So this is like a, a Rosh Hashanah today. So we, just like Rosh Hashanah is a brand new year, we also today are able to tap into this newness, this brand new year. So Rosh Chaydesh Nisan is the first of the first new experiences of the year. So it's a very, very special day. And we should feel all that there's something new inside of us. There's something fresh. And we could do anything that we want because we're not going to be held back by the things that were plaguing us, that were bothering us yesterday, because right now we're an entirely new person. The word Nisan sounds like what word to you? Nisim, very good. What does Nisim mean? Miracles. This is the month of great miracles because, of course, Pesach is in this month. Pesach is the holiday that we celebrate all the amazing miracles that Hashem did when He took us out of Mitzrayim. And also, Mashiach, like Rabbi Weichselbaum said, Mashiach is also going to come in Mirz Hashem in this month, Benisan, 
We're going to be redeemed. We could be redeemed. The truth is, we could be redeemed any day of the year. And we have to believe that every day is going to be the day Mashiach comes. But there's a special segula, there's a special um, merit to the month of Nisan that it's, it's, it's very, very propitious. It's a time that is very warranting of Geula because it is the month of Geula. And we celebrate Nisim. Now, when we think of Nisim, which Nisim do you think of? By a show of hands. Yamsuf, that's what I think of. Yamsuf is like the miracle. Like Makus. Hanukkah, great. These are great examples of miracles. But, you know, every day in Modim, you just said Modim, right? And what do we say in Modim? Al Nisecha, on the miracles. How does that sentence end? Anyone know? Shebechal Yamimanu. What does that mean? On the miracles that are with us when? Every single what? Every day we have miracles. I didn't see Kriyas Yamsuf this morning, did you? I turned on my sink, ate cereal, I didn't see the milk splitting, I didn't have my orange juice didn't get cut into two. So I didn't see miracles. Did you see any miracles today? No. So who said yeah? What's your miracle? I got it in bed. That isn't... You woke up and what? Very good. Very able to move. So these are all great examples of miracles that are with us every day. See, we don't have to only look to the great supernatural miracles of Kriyas Yamsuf and the Makas and... What was the, one, what was the third one? What? Hanukkah, right. We don't have to look at all those miracles. We could, we want to... But don't think that those are the acts that Hashem does and everything else is what we call nature. No. We learn from these great miracles, and this is what the Ramban says at the end of Parshas Bay, that every great miracle teaches us a lesson about the daily miracles, the small miracles that we don't even think is a miracle, but they are. And the examples that all you girls gave about getting up in, in the morning and getting out of bed and saying, Maidani, getting your neshama back, and being able to walk, being able to talk, being able to move. These are miracles that we also, just like the school that we're in, we shouldn't take that for granted. We shouldn't take for granted every second that we're able to be healthy, that we're able to be normal, that we're able to get out of bed, and Baruch Hashem, we're able to function. That is a miracle that many people, unfortunately in the world, do not get every day. Not everybody gets to open up their eyes in the morning and be able to see. Not everybody gets to be able to hear. And not everybody is able to walk and to talk and to do everything that we're able to, Baruch Hashem. So these are miracles that Hashem gives us every day. I want to tell you a story that's a really cool story, I think. I love it. And it's about a miracle that is a real Hashkacha Pratis miracle. There was a person that was driving in the country, in the Catskill Mountains, and he was listening to a shear on his, uh, whatever, back, it's, it's an old story, so it was probably a tape deck, but you don't know what that is, but um, anyone my age and above do know what it is, but you girls have no idea what a tape deck is, and if you do, you need a new car, what? Okay, very good. So... A tape deck was something like you have a tape and you stick it into a thing and, and it starts playing. So many shiurim 
and music were on tape deck, so uh, on tapes. And so this man was listening to a shear that was given by a rabbi. It wasn't a recent shear. It was a shear that was given 10 years previous to that. And he was listening to it. And he was a little bit sleepy. Sometimes shirim could do that to some people. Not, of course, my shirim, but many other people of lesser, inferior speaking abilities, they might put some people to sleep. So this person was listening. He was starting to doze off. And as he was dozing off, he was about to veer off of the road and off of a cliff. All of a sudden, he hears a honk. And the honk was like really loud. And he, it wakes him up and he realizes he's about to go off the cliff and he's able to straighten out his car and be saved. And this is a tremendous miracle. But he was looking behind him and in front of him to the sides of him where it sounded like a truck that was beyond. There was a little skinny road in the middle of the country and he said, like, where is, who honked me? Who was the one that honked me? And he couldn't figure that out. And then he said, you know what? I want to hear the shear again because I was dozing off. Let me hear the shear again. And then when he got to that place in the recording that took place 10 years prior to that, the window was open when that rabbi gave the original shear. There was a truck going by at that moment of the speech he was honking his horn at somebody in front of him. And that horn is what this man heard as he was listening to the shear, and that woke him up and that saved his life. Now think about that just for a second. Hashem knew when that shear was being given 10 years ago that there would be a man 10 years from then that would be driving on a country road listening to a shear and that would be needing to wake up at just that moment in time, not a minute earlier, not a minute later, so Hashem made a truck go by at that moment in Shear, honk its horn, wake, and it probably got very, very, you know, people a lot, very angry at the Shear, like who's honking his horn, crazy people out there. And then Hashem did that exactly with precision so that this man's life would be saved as he was driving on a road in the summer, just at that moment. And it's all on it. This is a true story. These are examples that is a great example of a miracle that takes place every single day in our life. I'll tell you a very, a, that's, a, that's a really big miracle. I'll tell you a smaller miracle. One of my daughters who went to this, uh, this wonderful school, she applied, she's in 12th grade today, and she applied to seminary. She really only wanted to get into one seminary in Israel. And she was davening for that. That was something very important to her. So she heard that the interview was supposed to, that you have to take in order to get into every school, was supposed to be given on a certain day. It was rumored to be given on a certain day, and she felt that another day, you know, well, she for sure, a certain week, it was not going to be given. So I, I was supposed to take her on a trip to Eretz Yisrael that week that the, that the interview was not supposed to be given on. And... Um, and everything was good. We were going to go. It was going to be fun. I have a son learning in Eretz Yisrael, so we're going to have a great time together. And all of a sudden, I got very, very sick. And Rabbi Weixbaum knows that because I was supposed to, and Mr. Saul's bank, because I was supposed to speak at the, at, at, uh, at the Lava Malka, Benos Malka, but I, I literally could not get out of bed. It was, for a week, I couldn't get out of bed. I lost about 20 pounds, and that's a good thing. But, um, but everything else, I was so sick. You cannot imagine. I told my daughter, I said, listen, 
I'm sorry, but we can't go. I, I can't. The trip was going to be in a few days. I might feel better, but I'm, I'm probably not going to. And we have to postpone the trip for another time. And she was very disappointed. She took it well, of course, because she went to Benos Malka, but she was very disappointed. And then, um, so I was really, you know, like upset. Like, why, you know, and she was upset. And it turns out that a lot of different things, you know, became very clear why I got sick and why it would have been a very bad time for us to go to Israel. For many reasons, I'm not going to bore you with all of them. But one particular reason is that it turns out that this seminary that my daughter wanted to go to, they changed their, the day of the interview. And now it was punk that Sunday that we would have been in Israel. We would have been there. She would have been so upset that she was missing her chance to shine in the interview, probably not get into that seminary. And, but at the time, we were very upset. But then it turned out that Hashem planned all of that exactly with precision, and that is also a miracle. And when you open your eyes to these types of things, you'll realize that Hashem is really, really in control. I know you think that this is something that teachers say, rabbis say it, but if you see it for yourself, if you notice, if you have eyes that begin to see everything that's happening in your little lives, and you, you see that everything is exact, if I miss the bus, there's a reason for that. Or if I came early, there's a reason for that. Or if somebody said something to me, you know, in any which way, there's a reason for everything. And Hashem has, is planning everything for our own ability to grow and to, le- and to learn from our challenges. These are lessons that we should take on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. This is the month of Nisan. But not only the big miracles, but the daily miracles that when we open our eyes to the experiences of the big miracles on Seder night, Pesach, all these miracles that you mentioned, Hanukkah, Purim, when we see those types of miracles, then we're able to appreciate that it's not just Hashem's guiding hand that, that makes sure that the big miracles happen, but every time we breathe, every time that we take a step, every time we're able to see everything that happens on our daily basis from the time that we get, get up in the morning till we go to sleep at night, every moment of our day is orchestrated and conducted and being exactly and precisely organized and synchronized back to the Shvaruchu. And that is an amazing ability to be a Jew, to realize that, to have akar satayv, to have gratitude to Hashem for everything and anything in our life. I want to wish all of you a Chodesh Tov, a beautiful, beautiful month of Nisan, and you should all have a Geula. If Mashiach comes, that's the major Geula, but even if he doesn't come, chas v'shalom, all of you should experience Geula in your own personal lives. All the things that you're hoping for, davening for, needing, all of those should come to fruition, and in Mitzvah Hashem, we should all have a very, very wonderful Chag. Thank you.